The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Tech Cat Show with host Lori H. Schwartz. Each week we hear from established leaders in the technology and consumer industry. Finding out the scoop should never be this much fun. Now, here is your host, Lori H. Schwartz. Hello, everybody. Hello, this is Lori Schwartz, your tech cat, coming to you with tech trends impacting your business. We have a really, really exciting show today. I know I say that every week, but this this week we're going to dig deep into YouTube and to really understanding as a marketer, as a business, and even just as a content creator, how to leverage YouTube at the highest level. And we have someone today who is truly an expert um, and an entrepreneur and um, someone who's really hitting YouTube hard um, with programmatic. And that is the fabulous Rob Champa, who is the chief marketing officer for Pixability, which is really the first YouTube ad buying and video marketing platform. And so much more than that. Um, and I'm just uh, foaming over the mouth because I love this stuff. But uh, hey, Rob, how's it going? Hey, Laurie. Great to be here. Thanks for the, uh, thanks for the wonderful intro. I'm I'm so um, excited about talking to you because I think everybody understands the power of YouTube and the fact that it's this um, you know fantastic obviously entertainment experience, but also um, a great tool for marketers, brands, companies, individuals, anyone who really wants to leverage video, which is just literally exploding. Um, in our marketplace in terms mm-hmm. of different screens and technologies. So tell us about your background because it's kind of fascinating how you you got here and then about what Pixability is up to. Oh, you want all the dirt with that too, Laurie? Or how- <laughs> I want the dirt. <laughs> you, you know, it's it's funny. My, my path to video, I actually started off as an engineer. And uh, my path to video, when I, when I left engineering and I, I, joined a, I joined marketing early on in my career, I sort of took the, the creativity with me. And started experimenting, uh, dare I say, in the late 1990s with video with brands. And, and video was really, really tough. It was, it was a total pain. And, but the results were miraculous. And so everybody loved video. Everybody loved watching. So we recognized a long time ago that this stuff worked really, really well. So fast forward, you know, I ended up, you know, I loved it so much. Uh, I had my own company in Atlanta for many years, and we actually built our own video studio so we could do all this great video work. And then all of a sudden, I had a couple of teenage sons, and what they were doing is they ended up turning our attic into their own studio. They probably saw some of the work that I was doing professionally, and they started creating YouTube videos, and they started creating all these like amazing Lego videos. I thought nothing of it. And then I started getting curious, saying, okay, what are you guys doing? And they started building up these followers, and then all of a sudden they were receiving brand advertising, and then all of a sudden they were making lots of money to the point where they didn't want to like cut the grass anymore and do all like the work that kids are supposed to do. So um, 
so I said, I take your, your YouTube money and I turn around and hire somebody. So they quickly relented. But what I saw there was a, you know, very early on a very powerful platform. So lo and behold, um, I got introduced to Pixability when it was just a company of a few people. And um, we all realized that we could be compatible. I knew YouTube, we did video. So we decided to create this YouTube, you know, at the time, this YouTube con- you know, concentrated company. And it's been a great run ever since. And I know you'll get into it, and I'll talk about some of the stuff we do later. But that's that was sort of my foray into this, and um, it really is it really is a blast. And I'll share uh, some exciting stories along the way. Well, w- one question I have for you right away is: anybody pretty much can buy advertising on YouTube right now, or can buy ads? Is that is that how it works? Uh, you can turn around, and if you're if you're going to be buying ads, you can do that. When you look at YouTube, and just stepping back. There are the elements of the traditional advertising space. You know, in, in advertising, you've got the publishers and then you've got the advertisers. And in the YouTube space, the publishers are all these really dynamite independent content creators. And people oftentimes ask, they say, hey, how many channels are there on YouTube? Well, there's actually hundreds of millions, but there's only about three million that are active. And what I mean by active, they're putting regular content up there. And for those of you folks who haven't spent time on YouTube, there's really outstanding high-quality content. So you've got you've got three, you know, basically 3.1 million active channels, and that's going to go out. That continues to go up over time. But from the advertising side, you, know, you can place ads against those, and you can determine you know where you know specifically what type of channels you want to advertise against, what type of specific topics you want to advertise against, and it's all it's all relatively pretty easy. And you know the the complexity gets in when you want to do sophisticated stuff, but we'll cover that a little bit later on. So so you can buy ads on YouTube, and then YouTube also has its own ad platform that you could leverage called TrueView. Is that is that the yes. case? Yes, so all the, in, in the YouTube world, and for all, all you CMOs that are listening and, and digital marketing experts, so for a while, the YouTube elements, the YouTube advertising was often a separate area. And there's, there's a couple types of YouTube advertising. And on the Pixabilly website, we go through all the YouTube, you know, all the YouTube media types. You know, you can, you can buy direct these, you know, these non-skippable ads which show up at the beginning uh, of a video. Uh, you can turn around, you can buy some of the the, uh, the higher end rock stars with something called Google Preferred. But then there's that ad format called TrueView. And you've all seen it. Uh, you'll, you'll go to a video and you'll see that, hey, you can skip this in five second ad. That's actually amazingly effective. I'm, so, I'm from Boston, so we'll say it's wickedly effective. Because <laughs> you're not paying for the ads unless you, unless you actually see it. So that's going to be the TrueView ad Format. And that's really you know the part of YouTube that's most effective, and it really your ability to reach specific audiences or specific groups. It's just an absolutely fabulous way to advertise. The challenge, though, and I'll just go into it briefly. There are so many you know you've got. We talked about Reserve. We talked about Google Preferred. Then you have the overlay ad types, and that's where oftentimes a lot of people say, "Well, wow, there's." I really don't understand YouTube advertising. And if a lot of brand marketers, and even if you're not a brand marketer, you're just coming up, you start looking at the TrueView elements, you know, by all means, that, that's, it's a great focus on that initially, and that's a great way to get started. If you go to the Pixability website, we have lots of ways to help get you started. 
Well, the, um, th- that's a great point, too, because you and I were talking earlier, and Pixability is really a technology company, but at the same time, your website, Pixability.com, has a ton of resources, and I always go back there to see what are the latest reports that you've published, because since you are this you know, buy, ad buying and video marketing platform, there's a lot of data pumping through your system, and so wow. you're actually churning out insights all the time. Yes. And, yes. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so what you know what we end up doing from the Pixelate perspective, you know, we help you know, we help agencies and the media buyers and planners, you know, basically use our platform that interfaces to YouTube to put very sophisticated campaigns. And you know, we were talking about YouTube before, yeah, TrueView and things like that <clears throat> are rolling into what's called the AdWords platform. But the AdWords platform is meant for you know, you know pretty simple, straightforward campaigns. But the real powerful campaigns, and that's why companies like us exist. Now, let me put on my marketing hat. You know, we've been at this for five years. And we're sitting on not just YouTube data, but Facebook data, Twitter data, and everything that you know, result, you know, basically revolves around online video. So from a marketing perspective, we get to mine that on a regular basis. So all this great data that we have for this incredible targeting, we get to mine for marketing purposes. And a couple of years ago, we ended up looking at the beauty industry, and we've got, um, we've got a lot of the beauty brands and the agencies that serve them as, as our customers. And the beauty industry is really at the cutting edge. So we decided a couple of years ago, okay, let's go and mine our database of information. Let's see what insights come out of it. And for a lot of our big media customers, they'll have access to these insights. And for us, it's just, it, it, it's, it's a shocker. And Laurie, can I share one data point? Yeah, please do, especially on beauty, because we certainly could all use that help. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Okay, a quick diversion is my mother was, you know, was big into the beauty business, and I was like the youngest son. So I get dragged around all these beauty stores and beauty counters growing up, and I absolutely hated it. But what happened was, you know, lo and behold, you know, here I am, you know, X number of decades later that all of a sudden, you know, here I am in beauty and I've watched more beauty videos than I think anybody in the world. So uh, it makes it fun. But anyways, let me, let me share something fascinating. And this is going to be important to a lot of the brand marketers. So uh, as I mentioned, we mine the data. And one of the things that we did is we're looking for behavior. And this was, uh, we call it Beauty One, which is our first beauty study. And, and both the first and second are available on the website. And what we were, we were looking at search patterns because a lot of people understand that, hey, YouTube is also the second largest search engine in the world. And the number one, of course, is Google. And for a long time, the search patterns were very, very similar. But what we found with Beauty One is we started looking at search patterns around specific beauty topics. And what we found, and we were able to measure things like, you know, we're looking at seasonality, we're looking at time of day, we're looking at various other types of demographics. Um, But what we found is we started seeing spikes in YouTube searching at specific times of day, notably 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. around beauty tutorials. And it's like, wow, this is really, you know, what's happening here. And what we found is that beauty videos were being watched at 8 a.m. And people that were looking to apply makeup and things like that were actually taking their mobile devices, you know, into their bathrooms or into their bedrooms 
and they were watching YouTube tutorial oh videos. I have done that, so I, it totally makes sense to me. Well, it's a big deal. Think of it from the the advertiser perspective. You can't get that on TV. You know, you're not going to you're not going to take your 48 inch plasma TV into your bathroom. You're going to take your you're going to take your smartphone. So suddenly, the whole advertising dynamic changed. And what it showed us, it showed us that all of a sudden, people were using YouTube differently from how they were you know, searching on Google. And that, you know, that became a big deal. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, that, that's, that's insane. So what you're really offering with Pixability, though, if I'm a brand marketer and I'm just starting out or I have a new product or something like that, I may go on to YouTube and play around. But if I really want to go the next level, if I really want to, you know, leverage a company that is helping me target, figure out the right tech to use, which types of buys, all of that, you're really operationalizing this entire sort of ad marketplace inside of YouTube. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. One of the things, and we oftentimes joke, like any type of advertising platform, especially one that's that's technology driven and, and especially in the digital world, you know, we'll see campaigns that are that weren't necessarily set up right because it, it, there's a there's a bit of sophistication. You know, we take all the complexity out of it from the fixability side. We make it relatively easy, but you know, we oftentimes joke is we're we're brought in when somebody does a kind of a crazy campaign that doesn't you know that doesn't help the bottom line. I mean, at the end of the day, you're doing marketing for a purpose. Okay, that could be awareness, but ultimately, you know, you can look at you can do brand studies or whether it's driving product or transactional. You know, but for us, we realize that. Okay, if you're going into a campaign, you know, what do you start off with? And one of the things when you've when you've got when you've looked at 3.1 million channels, not only on YouTube, but you've looked across Facebook to see where video is being used, YouTube video as well as Facebook video, and you're looking at what's being shared on Twitter, you get a real sense of what's resonating. So when we're looking at stuff, we know what type of content is going to resonate from an advertising perspective. We also know you know, what type of, you know, where to find the people that are interested. Now, one of the things that we often find... Oh, wait, Rob, I'm going to hold you on that thought because we're going to come back um, from a message here. But when we get back, I want to dig more into those insights that people are learning from you and also more into some of these trends um, because I know you also have a lot of insights on people's online video scores and why Mm -hmm. that matters. So when we come back more with Rob, who I'm calling the video CMO, insights about how to play with YouTube. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform. Innovate. Create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. If you're interested in gaining strategies to be more successful both at work and your personal life, check out Turn the Page with host Hemda Mizrahi. It's all about building new habits and perspectives. The show helps you identify the changes you need to make that align with your values and priorities. 
and then apply these principles to your career, health, social life, and other areas. These are proven techniques that work. Turn the Page airs live Fridays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to Lori at TechCat.tv. That's Lori at TechCat.tv. And we're back with the fabulous Rob Champa from Pixability. Um, who, he's the chief marketing officer there, and he's filling us in on insights around marketing with YouTube. Um, and Rob was just telling us about how to really target inside of YouTube and how you're actually you actually help help brands who have done campaigns that are not are not leveraging the space correctly. So, um, if you could finish up on that thought, that would be great. Okay, happy to, Laurie. One of one of the surprises, and I was working with. Uh, one of the largest uh, consumer packaged goods brands. And they were getting into YouTube, and what they were looking for is they wanted to reach their, their audience of, of, of young males, 18 to 34-year-old males. And they had all these assumptions about where the audience was on YouTube. You just can't type in www.youtube.com and figure out where your audience is. And that's where you know a lot of the time we spend analyzing YouTube <clears throat> comes into play. But... The takeaway is that the brand came to us and they had, I would say, about a foot and a half of printed analysis of where they thought their market was and everything else. And they, they felt that their male viewers were watching all these sports videos. And then we actually mined our database and we found that, you know, in fact, uh, the audience wasn't there at all. They were 180 degrees different. They were watching music videos, some gaming videos. And the point is, in, in, with targeting, especially in the digital world, Targeting is is going to be where your is where your audience is, not where you think they are. And for those of you who like hockey, you know Wayne Gretzky used to say he didn't skate to where the puck was; he skated, he skated to where the puck was going to be. And you have to take that same. I, I love strategy. that you just made a hockey reference. <laughs> I'm from Boston. It's 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 hockey. It's getting cold. It's almost November. We're talking hockey. I know the I, I've been tracking <laughs> the Islanders, who by the way are doing pretty good for their first year in Brooklyn, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah, okay. it's uh, yeah, my my Bruins aren't doing so hot. <laughs> we'll come back. We won't go there. <laughs> hockey and video, nothing. Like, by the way, there are some great hockey videos on YouTube. I highly recommend it. <laughs> well, speaking of trends and targeting, so I know that um, how retailers leverage YouTube and the impact that content and commerce have are directly intertwined more than ever before. So now that Thanksgiving's coming up and the famous Black Friday is coming up, do you guys see a lot of trends happening around YouTube video and retailers, especially around that holiday time? 
Oh, you bet. Um, you know, Black Friday, they should rename Black Friday Digital Black Friday, and they should probably add like a color code to it, which, which color of black since it is digital. Um, but it's, it's a really big deal. So uh, we were asked by uh, Google last year to analyze uh, video performance on Black Friday. And Black Friday is, again, you know, because we're doing a lot of advertising, we're doing a lot of dynamic advertising and uh, determining you know, where the audience is shifting, what's hot, uh, and what's going to be reasonable. And so we actually looked at it last year, and surprisingly, um, we saw a couple of emerging players. And this is why we're really curious what's going to happen this year, and we'll, we'll talk about what we see looking forward. But last year, uh, good old Walmart actually came out swinging. Hmm. And what they did is they radically increased their ad spend. I think it surprised Target a little bit because we, we were watching, you know, we were watching both of them play. But you know, they turned around. You know, not only was Walmart spend you know really really good, but they had a smart content strategy to go with it. So for those of you folks that are looking, uh, the thing uh, listening, I should say. The, and Laurie, we should do a video here. I have such a YouTube-centric face. Yes. Um, but we'll, we'll cover that later. Yes, but, Rob's a very handsome man. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to you know, cover up for all the ball guys out there and, and make up for it. So <laughs> what you'll find is in where we see mistakes made on Black Friday is people will just kind of throw, they'll repurpose these TV ads and think it's going to fly. But companies like Walmart – and another, you know, company that kicked, you know, really kicked ass last year was Foot Locker. They really wove together a content strategy. And this is what's really important about YouTube. There's, there's really the integration of tasteful advertising and content goes hand in hand. And what we found is we found that in that instance, you know, both Walmart and Foot Locker, you know, put together a great, great content strategy. And so the videos weren't just about come and buy something at Walmart, but they were doing a lot of storytelling in all of their pre-rolls and post-rolls and sort of original content. Yes. And this is the whole thing. In story, you know, storytelling is going to be critical. And what I often tell people that are producing that, that are jumping into the YouTube game, you know, think like, you know, think like an actual uh, programmer. In other words, when are you releasing content? Is the content all you know thematically consistent? And ask yourself, you know, if somebody were to watch this, are they likely to watch another one? We did. Um, it wasn't with. Uh, it was just before Black Friday. We did a big worldwide campaign with Puma. You know, it was over twenty countries. And what was great about it is not only did the ads get served, and we targeted the ads. So we we targeted ads to the people who actually cared about them, which was great. But we had 50% of the people who received an ad go to the channel and watch an additional video. Huh. That is, you know, hey, marketers, that's marketing nirvana. Right, so right. not only did they go and watch more, they, they ended up watching more and more and more. So we're talking the ultimate brand engagement. And that's what we saw when we looked at Black Friday. And what we love, you know, especially what we loved about Foot Locker. Okay, Foot Locker puts together, and they've done this for several years, and they timed around Black Friday, is they call it Week of Greatness huh. campaign. And they'll have like Derrick Rose, and you know, they'll have wrestlers and things like that. And what we found last year, you know, it's you know, 12 million views by four wildly popular greatness videos. And they were all, you love these videos, you know, and it, you know, it was really, it was tied to the Foot Locker brand, so people were coming in and buying sneakers, 
but they were, they were so great. And I know a lot of people are listening for the first time saying, hey, I want to do a viral video. They weren't doing viral videos. That's just it. They get, a, they get views because it was relevant to the audience. Right. And, and the, this- the, that is, by the way, something that people would all, always come in to me when I was running my uh, advertising lab is they would say, we want a viral video. And the truth is that virality is a strategy. It's not a guaranteed outcome. And so you have to create contagious content. You know, so so you're basically saying they used celebrity sports figures, they told a great story, and they had celebrated the brand attributes of Foot Locker, and it all came together in a smart way, you know, on YouTube, which which is, is, is just brilliant. And you guys then are sitting on top of then multiple business categories of data, right? So you have retail, you have beauty, I'm sure you have automotive. I mean, you're probably looking at insights across every business category in the world. We are, and that's a really important point. There's there's no one size fits all, and and for us, you know, we as I mentioned earlier, we're sitting on this incredible repository of information that we use for ad targeting, and when we actually mine, you know, mine the information, you know, we see specific behaviors based by industry. We see specific behaviors based by seasonality. So there's no one size fits all, and even you know, even in you know, in the, in the YouTube book we wrote recently, we talked about it. You have to really adapt your YouTube strategy for your industry. Let me give, let me give an example. Uh, we looked at the consumer electronics industry, which, which is also fascinating, but radically different uh, from beauty. Both, what, the, what both share in common is they're both very, very video-centric. But in the beauty world, a lot of the, uh, I would say, independent vloggers outside the brands you have control, less so in the actual consumer electronics, but where the consumer electronics guys are really, really good is what they call these unboxing videos. Oh, right, where people literally are just unpacking things. Yes. That's, yes. that's I've, I've heard of this. I've watched some of them, and, and it, it's crazy land, but it's huge. It's, it's very, very huge. And I think if we went back a couple of years, I think the, the brands were a little bit concerned that – you know, hey, you know, what's, what's with these independent people talking about my product? And it's the brands that really embrace that and realize, hey, you know, these guys are just giving us some stuff. And it's really important. A lot of these independent producers and these independent creators have a lot more credibility with the target audience. Right, because they're influencers and so they're bringing their audience with them. And, and then I think coupled with you know, a platform like yours, uh, you know, that's how a brand can navigate because now yes. they're not just talking to kids that they think are doing cool things, but they can actually see data, you know, that, that backs into it. And we, we have to take a break in a moment, but one thing I do want to talk to you about, and it's a scary word, but it comes up all the time, and that's programmatic. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, there's all these... Uh, you know, hyped up reports and all the advertising journals and conferences um, that programmatic is is uh, basically taking over the entire business. And that's the only thing that matters. So when we come back, I'd love to talk to you about that because you guys do advertise as a programmatic platform, but it's really ultimately about being able to target, correct? Uh, it's being able to target into programmatically optimize a campaign. And we'll, we'll talk into, you know, what you should be buying at 
and what happens when you don't when you don't optimize a campaign. And are you? Do you think that I mean, is is your are your clients like small business to large business? Do you really do you really see a wide swath these days of who's coming to use your platform? Oh, great question. We're we're dealing with a lot of the larger agencies and the bigger brands, and I think they're they're going to be more on the cutting edge right now. And they've got more of a, a more of a budget to tie in some of the creative element that oftentimes go it goes hand in hand with with YouTube, and we'll talk about you know the virtual cycle of paid versus organic and the role of content. That's great. Um, so when we come back, we're going to talk um, more with Rob from Pixability. And again, if you get a chance, go check out uh, Pixability.com because the the book that Rob referenced to is actually a it's what is it called YouTube for. YouTube channels for dummies. YouTube channels for dummies. And Rob wrote it along with a colleague. And it is really the whole how-to of how to build a well-organized channel, how to learn what makes good video content, how to really expand your audience. So coupled with insights around advertising, you're also helping people understand how to just leverage the platform as a content experience. Correct. Um, So more from Rob and Pixability. And we'll dive a little bit into that scary word, programmatic, when we come back with the fabulous Rob Champa on The Tech Cat Show. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform. Innovate. Create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. Effective leadership is what will propel the world, organizations, and businesses through a range of dynamic changes. How do you keep up with these changes, build skills, and lead effectively? Listen for Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. Maureen offers tools and engaging guests who are leaders in their field. With each week, you'll work on and improve your skills to lead with confidence and drive your organization's success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Business. You've heard of good things coming in packages. Well, maybe there's a little more to that saying, but when you think about it, packaging is one of the most important things that can represent your business. Tune in to Ditch the Box with host David Marinak. Each week, we'll discuss flexible packaging, marketing, sales, and how it all comes together in one container. Lower costs, increase margins, listen to the show. It might just save you a ton. Ditch the Box is heard live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Business. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Music. 
This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to Lori at TechCat.tv. That's Lori at TechCat.tv. And we're chatting about YouTube and video and what brands are doing on YouTube with Mr. Rob Champa of Pixability. And we were just starting to get into the conversation about programmatic because uh, that is certainly a buzzword everywhere um, and getting programmatic with YouTube. So, so tell us, how, how does Pixability help with that? Yeah, it's the uh, it's the infamous P word, as we like to say. Yeah, it's and a very scary word. <laughs> yeah, I think I think programmatic means different things to different people, and I think that creates some of the confusion. I think for some people in advertising, it's like, well, I'll just put all this stuff in, and it's all going to happen automatically. Well, there's there's a couple things that should happen automatically, and from our perspective, is or at least algorithmically, so with some computing power, and what's going to be targeting. And you really have to, to build effective targeting, ad targeting, um, it takes a good deal of computing horsepower. So we're doing, we're doing all that with a good deal of data and a lot of heavy-duty algorithms. So that's going to be the first part. But that's, you know, that's the targeting element. But where campaigns really end up you know, kicking ass on YouTube is you know, once the campaign starts, uh, what's beautiful about YouTube is the ability to really optimize that campaign so your 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 cost of you know, acquiring you know uh, in your cost per view and your CPMs really plummet is what you're able to do is optimize that campaign and so we use again just like we use a lot of comp- computational horsepower for targeting we're using a lot for campaign optimization so that's where we're able to drive drive the price down and what we found and there was one uh, we had one customer recently. You know, and they were really skeptical about YouTube. It's like, no, or, you know, everything was about cost for customer acquisition. And they were really skeptical, but they were, you know, they were involved in, you know, a, a car sharing service. And we said, no, 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 you guys actually have a perfect audience for it. And it started off, you know, they were skeptical. We said, this is the type of content you have to create. And the initial campaign was running sort of neck and neck with their traditional search and display advertising, which was their bread and butter. But, you know, all of a sudden, as the campaign really kicked in and we had all the programmatic elements and all the algos going, we actually were able to drive the cost of customer acquisition from YouTube far below their search and display. They couldn't believe it. Mm. So it's that level of thing that really changes the marketing world. And this is really important. You know, a lot of people do these various campaigns and they, they only run it for like a week. And the beauty about YouTube is you can run a longer campaign and the longer it runs, the more efficient it gets and the more powerful it gets. And again, that's all because of you know the computing element and the optimization and the target. That's, cra- that's crazy land when you think about it, but in a way, you have to really get deep into the data to really understand what's going on here. And I was just looking at some stats on your site. So um, one of your infographics, which is, is really great to look at to really get a, like a sort of top-end uh, perspective of what's going on in YouTube with brands, but basically there's about every 20 minutes, there's a a brand is uploading a new video and brand videos are 10 times more likely to get likes than regular videos. Is that correct? Am I oh, there's lots, yeah, there's lots of great stuff there. What we saw and what you're referring to is we, we, I think it was like three years ago, we looked at the top 100 global brands. We pulled stuff back from Interbrand. You know, we didn't want to just look at 
hey, who are the top brands on YouTube? We just looked at the the top 100 global brands, which meant there was going to be there were going to be brands that were performing well on YouTube, some that were going to be performing in the middle, and some that were kind of performing very very well. And so we ran that three years ago, and then we just you know we announced an update to that. Uh, we did that uh, together with YouTube, where we analyzed the YouTube ecosystem with YouTube, and we looked at about uh, 2,400 channels. Um, that consisted of over 40 billion views, oh and we looked at 611,000 brand videos. And we looked at, okay, what are they doing? And to your point, exactly, uh, the better brands, and collectively, they were basically uploading a new video every 18.5 minutes. So all of a sudden, we started seeing more regularity. For those, for those listeners, think about upload. Don't just upload a video and then wait three months. You know, if you're really going to build that audience, I'll talk about that in just a moment, it's going to be on a regular basis. Right. It's um, a living and breathing process, right? It's something you have to keep paying attention to. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what we found with the top 100, some days are better than others. Um, you know, as you start building, we'll talk about subscribers in a couple minutes, but what we found with the top 100, that Thursday was actually the best day for them to post. Huh. And that was giving them the most views, that was giving them the most shares, uh, et cetera. And then we also found that you know they were getting a lot more likes as they got more active. They were getting a lot more likes than dislikes. And it's like, well, well you know, people will say, well, I don't want any dislikes at all. That's terrible. You know what? Welcome to the world. Not everybody's going to love you, and you can control you know the real bad people. But Laurie, you hit it right on the head. It's there were the brands were getting about ten times more likes than dislikes. And it's, it's the, if I may, it's it's worth dovetailing into one more important point. Yes. On on YouTube, they're the people who view, you know, just the regular folks who go there, but your more passionate viewers are going to self-identify. And they're going to self-identify with what they call the subscribe button. If you go on a YouTube channel, you'll you'll see lots of channels to you know lots of options to subscribe. And what that means is it's, it's going to mean you're going to get the content earlier. And what we found, you're going to get the content earlier. And what we found with subscriber behavior is subscribers are more likely to share your content. They're more likely to consume more of your content. So from a brand perspective and an agency perspective, if your stuff is really rocking then all of a sudden you're going to start getting a lot more subscribers and that's going to be your real goal because they're going to be the folks who not only share the stuff, they're going to be more likely to buy. And we saw, you know, from the, from the brand studies, we basically saw uh, an increase in subscribers year over year. And we look at the data every year. Uh, we saw a 47% increase in subscribers. So the top 100 global brands now have about 73 million subscribers. Well, and are these, so when you're looking at all these videos, because I often am watching YouTube videos, not on YouTube, but on other social media platforms you know, where the videos are embedded. So you're still, you're mm-hmm. capturing data from wherever that video is. You bet. Yeah, exactly. And in all the other platforms, you know, where people are watching, you'd be surprised where people are watching it. Uh, embeds are great. Uh, for those of you looking at your website, uh, embed YouTube videos on the website. Don't do any, you know, and we tell people this, and I, I may I may get some people upset with me, but, you know, <laughs> don't, don't use some, like, you know, customized video hosting platform. 
just embed the YouTube video and you can customize the video. You can turn off some of the YouTube elements as well. You can put your own stuff on there. You can really make it your own. That's that, and that's really going to help. You know, that's really going to help. You know, things Drive like searchability. Yeah, and and to your point earlier before, YouTube is the number two search engine in the world. And what I like to do, just as a trends person, is go onto YouTube and look up what are the trending topics for videos there because it gives you such insight into sort of the, if I may use the fancy word, <laughs> sort of the gestalt, <laughs> ah. the gestalt of the, uh, of the world. You know, you can really start to see what is everyone thinking about and searching for and looking at, right? Yes. And are, yeah, you, are you seeing a lot of, of behavior trends coming out of that data? Uh, we do see behavior trends and this is the, this is what's great. And this is why we like to have technology for YouTube is what's trending can change by the minute. Oh my goodness. And you know, which, which trends are relevant to you. And this actually, this goes into a fairly important point. It's, I think there's a sense that, Hey, if I'm getting into advertising, why don't I just go with the most popular you know, vloggers, the Michelle Fonds of the world and the Bethany Motors? And you can certainly do that. But what we're also looking at, we talked about this 3.1 million active channels. And there may be up-and-comers that are attracting. The audience may be small, but they may be, they may be more relevant to your brand. So we're going to see, you know, we're going to recognize that early on while they're still below the radar, where all of a sudden your cost of advertising you know, compared to other to, to big stars is going to be far less, but the impact is going to be far greater. Yeah, so, so you're, you're really you know, giving brands that kind of insight um, where they can really go deep down the funnel and, and not have to spend as much. Yep. Basically. Yep. I, I love that. What other trends are you seeing right now in, in the YouTube space? Anything that's really, you know, like surprised you? Yeah. The, you know, this is, uh, again, uh, if you're a very curious marketer, um, you know, come and join my team. Um, <laughs> no, if you're a curious marketer, it, it's, it's endless. And you know, you're looking with, as I mentioned earlier, we're looking forward to uh, to Black Friday because that's going to reveal some stuff. But we're seeing a couple of things. It's we're seeing you know the importance of things like shopability, and there's a lot more. YouTube's done some work to add you know more you know shopping characteristics. I see a product on a video, I can go and you know I can go and buy it and things like that. So shopability is going to get big. Um, the creators still matter. Uh, what we're we're starting to see trending. And we saw this in beauty. Uh, you know, a lot of the beauty vloggers were talking about um, not only their unboxing, they were talking about their haul videos, they were talking about their tutorial videos. But we're starting to see some of the more prominent vloggers uh, suddenly s- sort of embrace other genres. Oh. So that serious vlogger applying makeup may now be more funny than she used to be. Oh. So we're starting to see overlap of beauty and comedy. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, for me, beauty and comedy are tied together, but that's just me. <laughs> but uh, but that that is so interesting. So here's here's what I love about this. If I'm brand X, I can come to you you guys, and you're going to give me insights that are not giving away any you know anything secret about a client of yours, but you're going to aggregate that data up and share with me insights that will help me move through this space in a much smarter way, right? Yes, exactly. Because exactly. I love that because you really are the uber king of data when it comes to web video, which is really, you know, so important to any 
brand today. And you have all these insights. You're like the smartest person on the planet right now. Well, you know, insights, you know, I, I think it's one thing just to do straight advertising, but our ability to actually, you know, put the insights on top of the advertising to really see, hey, did, did this move the needle? And surprisingly, <clears throat> you know, and, and the insights are just fabulous. And this done right, you know, we, we've done this so many times that we know what's going to move the needle. And we oftentimes tell our, our customers, it's like, we know the outcome of a campaign, you know, before we've even, before we've even run it, right. which is really important because they want to, you know, what are they, you know, what are they looking to get out of this campaign? And that's going to be very, very important. But at the same time, it's stepping back from the data. And this is what's great about the insights. You know, you want to see the forest of trees. Right, right, right. And our, our, go- our goal is to say, hey, this is, this is what's happening to your industry. And it's really, really cool. That's, that's so cool. We're going to be back with, uh, with Rob and the Tech Cat and get a little bit more into where, where does Rob go to find out about things and uh, where are you speaking next and just some really groovy information on how we can dig more into uh, Pixability and uh, insights around YouTube. So we'll be back soon. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network the key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology StoryTech, a boutique agency empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message engage your customers and raise the bottom line how do you track and exploit the trends how do you stay ahead of industry disruption and how do you maximize profit from content from strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform, innovate, create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. If you currently or aspire to serve on a board or work in a leadership capacity for or with a public or nonprofit organization, where can you turn to get the best advice and practices? How about Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. Our program discusses challenges facing both public and nonprofit leaders. Don't miss these practical solutions and tips to enhance your leadership style and effectiveness. Leadership Matters airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. All right, and we're back with the fabulous Rob Champa from Pixability, digging hard into web video and YouTube. And one of the questions I was uh, just talking to Rob about was, what are some of the emerging platforms where web video is showing up and YouTube video is showing up? And, and you brought up Facebook. What, what's going on with video and Facebook? Because isn't there a sort of competition between YouTube and Facebook right now? Oh, you know what? As, as human beings, Wari, we, we love drama. <laughs> Okay. Uh, we were talking about hockey Are they earlier. Are mad at each other? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we were talking about hockey earlier, and I think th- th- there's people that go to hockey games, um, you know, to see the, the fast pace and the scoring. 
but there's going to be a lot of people who go to the hockey game to see the fights. And this is so true uh, on the YouTube and Facebook game. You know, everybody says, oh, it's going to be YouTube or Facebook. That's going to be the fight. And everybody wants to see blood and guts and all the other stuff associated with it. But the reality is, you know, we're, we're actually, you know, you know, we've looked at this and we've, we've actually run quite a few Facebook campaigns. And the reality is it's going to be a YouTube and Facebook world. And they serve very, very different purposes. Um, they actually count differently. You know, we talk about metrics and you know, what a view is on one platform and everything else. And one of the things that we do is we, we normalize all that data. So it's going to go back to intent. You know, the content, what's great about you know, where YouTube is now is they've built an entire ecosystem. Um, all of these content providers, as I mentioned, I was talking about my boys earlier as, as you know, YouTubers, uh, they were making great money. Um, and a lot of people actually earn their living. So YouTube's really put that in place. And, and right now, Facebook is still you know, working to figure out what the elements are there. And you know, people are going to YouTube based on intent. So you're going to see things like longer watch times on YouTube, whereas Facebook right now is it's going to be part of our it's going to be part of our feed within Facebook, you know. And can Facebook turn around and they can they provide the right video ad or like a lot of us, you know, are we actually posting some videos to Facebook as well? So you know, we as I think we as you know consumers as well as advertisers are seeing various forms, but there's a common denominator. Uh, the fact is, video is getting a lot more popular. Uh, and video actually works. So it's no surprise that there's going to be a few platforms that dominate. And in one point, and I, I saw this from eMarketer a while ago, and they said, you know, the reality is that YouTube and Facebook, you know, combined are going to, they're going to dominate the market. You know, one, one number was 89% share of online video. Yeah. That, okay, that's a big deal. Yep. Yeah, and especially for Gen Xers and all of my colleagues and friends, um, you know, we, I, I'm posting a lot of family videos and I'm watching my friends' family videos, but I'm also watching New York Times clips and uh, CNN and, and just basically anything that's happening in the world now, I'm getting from video on Facebook. Yeah, and Laurie, you know I love you, but you just outed yourself as a, as a Gen Xer. <laughs> okay, so but you're hitting an important point. But I behave like a millennial. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, that, that's uh, that's our way as 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 folks that are over 39 saying that we still have we still have mojo. Yes. But I, I think what's I think what's really important, and there's there's a takeaway here, and um, for you um, for you marketing folks, please listen to this. The what we found with online video, and we found with YouTube that a lot of uh, not only the Gen Xers, but the Millennials and, and the new Gen Zs, whatever they're called now, they actually, they're not necessarily watching television. Right. Uh, they're consuming a boatload of video, and they're doing a boatload of video you know, on various platforms. Obviously, YouTube's a big deal, Facebook's a big deal, etc. So for those of you looking to influence a brand decision, because what we're finding is that brand decisions are being made on YouTube, and they're being made with online video. Brand decisions. You know, they're going to these vloggers to determine, and I'll, and I'll share a quick anecdote, uh, but they're making their purchase decisions. They, once, once they made their brand decision, they'll make their purchase decision on, on Google. So one quick story is um, we got I, – I happened to have a swimming pool at my house, and I had, I, I had teenage kids, and I had food in the house, which meant every summer my house was, was well, full. Well, you had to have food in the house. If you, uh, yeah. you, have, you have boys, so oh, my goodness. Yeah, we had we had lots of good food too. So it would, everybody come over, they eat all our food, they make a mess, jump in the pool. But afterwards, they all come in, 
you know, I had like 20 kids in my living room watching YouTube videos. And then one day, you know, uh, a brown package came in the mail. And it was, my, it was to my oldest son. And we waited until he came home. We said, we said, my wife and I said, hey, what's in the package? And he's like, none of your business, dad. You're not going to be Mr. Marker on me, you know, blah, blah, blah. I said, well, I'm not going to give you a package until you tell me what, what's in it and what your process was. It was actually a package from Dollar Shave Club. Huh. And Dollar Shave Club had a pretty popular video yep, that right. really relayed their value proposition. People say, well, it went viral. It was actually a seated video. It was a well-done video. But what happened was I grew up in a family, a Gillette family. My father passed it down to me. But here all of a sudden, you know, I asked my son, I said, how did you make a decision? He said it was based on a YouTube video. So suddenly, you know, a brand decision was made based on YouTube. Now, the question is, is that going to be something that's going to stick? Is he going to stay with Dollar Shave Club? Is he going to go to, he's going to, go to Gillette? Schick's doing some great stuff now, too. And this is where I think the brands, you know, uh, the brands are going to return. So something to think about in terms of, you know, brand loyalty and things like that. How, how do you play with it? Well, Rob, where do you go to get your insights? Because we have a few more minutes left and I'd love to know, are you attending a lot of conferences or are there ones that you won't miss? I mean, do you go to VidCon and StreamCon and just anything to do with video? Oh, there are so many dynamic conferences and things going on. So um, I've been a regular at VidCon. VidCon's a blast. Um, uh, there's what you'll get to see is you'll see a lot of young up and coming creators, but you'll really get a sense. And you know, from the marketing perspective, you know, at first you get there, it's like, wow, I'm like the you know, I'm over thirty, so I'm the oldest guy in the room. And but you're really looking at the future of your audience. Uh, and it's dynamite, and now there are tracks within VidCom. Uh, Jim Lauterbach's now, uh, he did the programming for the last uh, VidCon, and he just did a great, great yeah, job. Yeah, Jim is um, actually someone with, that we're going to have on the Tech Cat show in a couple of weeks, and Jim had built up an MCN of sorts and sold it to Discovery, and yes. so he's uh, one of those insiders who's living and breathing both sides of the video business. Um, so VidCon is, is really a lot of fun. And um, just in terms of where you're going to be, are you going to be speaking anywhere soon? Is there anywhere? So we I can- speak at a, a number of advertising events all over the place. Now that video has become so prominent. So VidCon's a big deal. Uh, you'll see me hanging out, uh, believe it or not, at Ken Lion. Uh, okay, that's great. become a big event for advertisers and videos taking a lot more prominent role there. I just got back from De Mexico oh, great. Uh, in Germany. There's some, you know, there's some great stuff there. And you know, we're also, uh, for us, you know, a lot of the advertising events, doing some great work with Mark Sternberg and his team at Brand Innovators. They've embraced a, a lot of video. And we're currently queuing up. We're going to be doing a great event in New York with Adweek mm-hmm. uh, in a couple of weeks. Again, the whole topic is Facebook and YouTube, you know, as a, as a marketer, where do I plan my, my whole video thing? It's, it's very exciting. By the way, Laurie, make sure you give, um, you know, give Mr. Larder back a, a big man hug from Rob. I will. <laughs> I will. Well, it's all, it's all audio, so I'll give him a, an audio hug. Um, so you're saying very close to a lot of the more popular advertising events, obviously, and then any of the video events that, that um, connect uh, brands to content creators, basically. Yep. And then, what about what do you read to keep to keep up on it, on everything? Are there any you know publications that you can't live without? Uh, you know, I I read uh, extensively. Um, so I, there's a couple things I you know I love the folks at Video Inc. I love the folks at Tube Filter. Uh, so Jocelyn and Joss uh, for you know for you know, video ink and tube and tube filter are great to really get a sense. Uh, the advertising side, uh, love the guys at Adweek. 
Digiday does a great job, Ad Exchanger, and I think you know you've got to embrace the advertising side. There's a lot of leading edge stuff there, so we're also seeing um, you know some stuff there as well. Well, I think also just to remind everybody again about your website, which which is just chock full of great industry reports and how tos, and especially if you're getting into this game. Um, you know, at an early, you know, you're just beginning pixability.com and we have to wrap up soon, but any last insights for our audience about web video? Yeah, you bet. Hey, all you chickens sitting out by the pool, afraid to jump in, get in the pool. Okay. (laughs) It's, you know, the whole video thing, put your vanity aside. You gotta, you gotta jump in. What was the whole, what was the lottery thing back in New York? In the old days, Laurie, you got to you got to be in it to win it. it. Yeah, you got to be in it to win it. Well, great words from Rob Champo, CMO of Pixability, really guiding us through the complex and exciting and must get in the game world of brand marketing on YouTube. So check out Pixability.com and join us again for next week's Tech Cat Show. I'm Lori Schwartz. It's been a pleasure. Mr. Champa, thank you so much from not yet freezing Boston, Massachusetts. And we'll see you next week on the Tech Cat Show. Thanks so much for listening to the Tech Cat Show. Please join Lori H. Schwartz again for another great program next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel and syndicated to the Voice America Women's Channel. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.